It's the 6th of September, 2022. So may all of us set our hearts on cultivating samadhi, this collectedness of mind, in order to make samadhi firm. And with this firm samadhi, this can develop into wisdom. But if our samadhi isn't firm, then we may think about the past. But the perfectly self-awakened Buddha, he had us stay here in this present moment, seeing, knowing the Dhamma in the present moment. So all of the Buddhas who have awakened in the past, the Buddhas of this present era, the Buddhas in the future, they all taught and will teach the Four Noble Truths. Uh, that of suffering or dukkha, uh, the cause of dukkha, cessation, and the path leading to that cessation. They will teach about abandoning some um, demerit or evil, developing skillfulness and making the mind bright and pure. All of them teach this. So when we understand that, then we put our effort in so that this Dhamma can appear for us in our hearts. We see the nature of arising, persisting, ceasing, see this with clarity, see it distinctly. But if our minds are not peaceful, then it's not clear. We see, but it's murky. It's not our minds aren't well established. So when we understand this, then we just carry on training. So in our training, we just just keep on with it, just like um, those people who find methods in order to make money. And so now there are new ways of doing that, like selling things online, or different ways of working with technology. And when they know those means um, to make money, then they can find more and more money. So it's the same with us, with our practice. If we start understand the methods of practice that work, um, we see arising and ceasing, arising and ceasing. We look into the body, seeing it as being composed of elements, being empty. And as we do this, then our practice grows and grows, it increases. And why do we do that? Well, we can think, recollect how the Lord of death follows all beings. And when we know this, then what is it that we should do? When we know that death is closing in on us, then how should we respond? The simile is given to being like four gigantic mountains that are moving in towards us in the four directions, or from the four directions, moving in. And they are crushing all beings in their path, leading to great destruction. And there's no way that we can escape from these mountains. They're steadily closing in on us. 
In the present day, we may think about a nuclear war and how in just a moment we could die. Or if we knew beforehand that this would happen, or if we knew beforehand that we would get ill, we wouldn't be able to speak anymore, or the various issues would arise with our health. If we knew that, then what would we do? So we contemplate, we think about these things, and then we put our effort into the training. In order to be heedful, in order to bring up the sense of effort. So we respond to this by creating merit, and we steadily accumulate that merit that grows and grows, whether the monks, whether the lay people, and just like we are now, been chanting, we're meditating now. When we have this energy of faith, then we can be generous, make offerings, donate food, donate the four requisites for the samanas to use. Like in the rainy season, you can build dwellings for the monastics to stay in, to ward off the heat, ward off the cold, ward off various animals, and to keep the rain out. And so these offerings of the requisites give rise to great benefit. So having received these, we should practice and be heedful, perceiving how our lives are not sure. So we need to be firm in our practice, firm in our meditation, firm in training our minds so that they come to peace. And when the mind is at peace, then what's that like? We look at our minds and see how they're really at ease. They're very open and spacious. And when samadhi is like this, when it comes up like this, then the mind is in a state that's ready to contemplate, that's ready to get into wisdom, seeing all physical and mental phenomena as anicca, dukkha, anatta, changing and suffering and not self. If we only practice samadhi, we just stay in the happiness of that, maybe the jhanas of form or the formless jhanas, then this will really slow down our path to nibbana. There's happiness there, but that doesn't extract the defilements. It's just like a rock that is holding down the grass. And so the defilements are being suppressed in that state. But if our samadhi is too little and we're contemplating too much, then that will lead to restlessness of mind. So we need to get things in balance, get it just right. And the same with our mindfulness as well. We need to get that in balance. That if we're trying to force the mind too much, then that becomes a cause for stress and tension in the body. And perhaps we have listened to these teachings that we need to develop and maintain constant mindfulness all throughout the day. So we try to do that. We try to focus our mind on the body, on the feelings, on the mind, and the Dhamma. But the energy that we have is not enough.
So the emotions and the sense impressions are pulling the mind, and then we try to struggle against them, try to oppose them. And so there's this pulling, this tugging back and forth, back and forth, and then stress comes up. So we should know how to get things in balance, get it just right. But also the practice needs to be like this a bit. If we're going to develop this um, great, this maha sati, maha panya, this great mindfulness, great wisdom, we need for our mindfulness and samadhi to be firm. It's natural that when we're developing this, the mind will proliferate some, there'll be some sense of self that comes up. So we just watch that, we observe that. And we change our postures some as well. If we just sit there for long periods, only trying to oppose the defilements, and then in trying to too much to focus our mindfulness, and then this can give rise to stress. And so we know how to we need to know how to get things in balance. You can do some chanting, or we can do some activities, um, some external work with mindfulness. And then, and we're aware of our minds when that's happening. And then we can come back and do our practice again, bringing the mind to stillness. But we also need to not get too slack. So to not get slack and to not be tense either. But to maintain this middle way of practice, this majima patipata. So try to train in this way. But in the beginning, the practice is hard. And so why is it that some people have effort and some people don't have effort? Well, some, they see the drawbacks and the harm. And this is a matter of wisdom. Seeing the drawbacks in all of these aramanas, all of these sense impressions, seeing how how death is close to us and drawing in on us. So when they see that, they'll try to find a way out of that. Just like being in a house that's on fire and we feel the heat. And feeling the heat, then we try to find a way out of that place. Or like if we're in a very heavy downpour of rain, then we need to try and find some shelter. Because we feel those painful feelings, so we try to find a way to get out of that. So those who feel that death is close to them, then they'll put an effort because they're afraid of the dangers of that. And bhikkhus, these monks, they're ones who see the danger in the cycle of samsara. So they put in their effort. So when we ordain as monks or novices, or really the lay people can be be monks as well, be meditation monks, Because whenever we are meditating, whenever we're with our meditation objects, then at that time we are monks. So we train our minds, bringing them to peace. 
And if our minds aren't peaceful, then they'll always be following their moods and their sense impressions. And it's like this every day, every life that we're born into. So we need to make sure that at the very least this lifetime, that we see the Dhamma. Because the Dhamma, it's revealed already. Anicca, Dukkha, Anatta is already open. So why is it that we don't see that? This is something that's really worth thinking about. Nature, it's just like this. It's open, revealed already. So why don't our hearts see? And it's like there's something there. What is it that's there? But there's something that's obscuring our eyes, obscuring our visions. So we don't see the truth. Just like these bodies. We're with our bodies every single day. But we still see them as being an actual body. We're still seeing it as being a self, as me and mine. We still see them as being beautiful. And why is that? The Buddha's already taught us that they're not beautiful. But our minds, they're off like this. So they see them as being beautiful. So if we can't accept that, then we need to try and think and contemplate and do this back and forth, back and forth, seeing the reasoning of it, until our minds are able to accept that, able to let go of the delight that they find in bodies, able to extract the defilements and the craving there, this kamma tanha, this craving for sensuality, so we contemplate the body, see how it really isn't something that's beautiful. That when we open up the body and see all the things contained within, that there's nothing beautiful there. But it's due to having a skeleton and then muscles and then skin that covers that, that we don't see the unattractive nature. But when we open up the bodies, we see that really they are unattractive. So, when, and then when the body kind of gets closed up again, we see it as being beautiful once more. So it's really fast like this. Our ignorance is very quick. So this insight, it needs to come from within. If we just view these things with our physical eyes, then we don't see. The mind isn't at peace. So we need to see this with our hearts, see the, the body being unattractive with our hearts. So we try and do that this life. We put up a fight against the laziness that's there. Because this laziness is a defilement. And laziness is that which makes us drown in our defilements and go between birth and death, birth and death. So the Buddha, he showed us this path already. It's right in front of us, it's right here. So we should put in our efforts to bring our mind to peace. But we need to know a sense of enoughness in that as well. If we contemplate too much, force our mindfulness too much, then that gives rise to stress. But when the energy of our samadhi is already good, and then we can contemplate well. 
and when it comes to the time for our practice to be consistent, for our mindfulness to be constant, then we don't need to control it at that point. Do walking meditation, sitting meditation, we feel very at ease. You can go off and walk, and both the body and the mind feel very light. You sit and we come into peace, and that peacefulness is very good. So we carry on practicing um, like this, in this way. As the Buddha said, in every presently arisen state, there just there one clearly sees, unmoved, unagitated, such insight is one's strength. So we carry on doing this, practicing like this. And in no long time, we'll understand the Dhamma, see the Dhamma. So may all of you set your hearts on this. <laughs>